0: Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Superhero Ethics. Today, myself and comic book expert extraordinaire Will Freeland are here to talk to you about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second of the Miles Morales' movies. We're going to try hard to find the ethical questions we want to discuss. It might mostly be a podcast of the two of us incoherently screaming about how amazing this movie was, and maybe the ethical question is just why don't all movies like are this good? We'll see. We'll find some good ethical questions. We're going to talk about all the things about the movie. We're going to talk about the comic book connections in the movie. We're going to ask some good questions. All that and more after a commercial break. That if it's from the Roxxon Corporation, turn off the podcast now. Welcome back. This is Matthew, your host. Uh, if you were confused a bit by that mention of the Roxxon Corporation, which I don't think appears anywhere in this movie... Well, the thing is, I was so blown away by this movie. I came home, I watched some videos about it, and then I was like, "I need more Miles Morales in my life." So I downloaded the Miles Morales video game and started playing it, and that's why Roxanne is on my mind. But it is just, it, let's talk about it, Will, because this was one hell of a movie.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> did you play? Did you play the the Spider Man PS Four game? The I one? I
0: played the PS4 game. We kept thinking we wanted to play the fifth one, the new one, the Miles Morales one, and we got mm-hmm. it on PS4. But then we're like, ah, eh, do we really want to play it on the PS4? It's probably going to kill our system. We should we wait to play it on the PS5? We finally got the PS5. Mostly played the Star Wars Jedi game, which stopped once the Zelda game came out. <laughs> uh, but then last night I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We got it. We got to download this. So yeah. Um, not quite as hip a Miles Morales as uh, in the movie, but, you know, still still a good way to get a little more Miles in your life. But yeah, so first, Will, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Because I think you are an MCU comic guy. And if I remember, Spidey is
1: really your guy. So Spider-Man like, is for, my favorite.
0: For those who haven't heard you before, talk a little about yourself.
1: Uh, hi, so Will Freeland uh, on the internet, primarily known as Silver Dreamer. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or Twitch or um, Instagram um i also have a tiktok that i post zero comic stuff about but (laughs) it exists um and i also have a podcast of my own called hype is my superpower uh it's me and my best buddy steve we talk about comics um ad nauseum uh sorry my dog's here um (laughs) but uh, we uh we talk about all the comics that we read i read um all of the current 616 uh, universe, and Steve reads all of the comics that have mutants in them. It's a lot of fun.
0: Nice. Nice. So, all right, so you went into this movie. I know you would enjoyed the first. You enjoyed the video game. Overall, what do you think of this movie?
1: (sighs) Amazing. So good. Uh, So, the last three Spider-Man movies that have come out, Into the Spider-Verse, into the Spider-Verse, No Way Home, and then Across the Spider-Verse all have become my new favorite Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, fair. Just, oh, it was, it, so impressed. Like, ah, they, they, they were able to connect it plot-wise with Into the Spider-Verse, but then still um, create their own unique story and, uh, introduce more spiders from across the entire web of life and destiny and 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 mm-hmm. just it was it was so fun um and uh there there are definitely there's a couple of like holes in the plot that I was like okay but how does this technically work mm-hmm. and so like I'm I'm really chomping at the bit to get beyond the spider verse to figure yeah. out are they going to resolve that? Or are they going to leave it be? What what's where what, what are they going to do?
0: So huge spoiler warning. We're going to spoil everything with this movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. If you wanna want to go to the theater, I get that. I really hope it's gonna be available online as soon as possible, but it is so good, definitely worth seeing. I have to tell you a couple I have to tell you a couple times as we were getting towards the end of the movie, I started to have this weird thought of is this gonna end with a to-be continued kind of a thing? Because mm. The movie had gone very long and then like all of a sudden it really started when we realized he was in the wrong world and we were like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, wait, this is a different this is a different Miles Morales." And I was really thinking like, are we are, is this going to be a to be continued situation? I think it might be cuz I didn't think like we now needed another half hour for the movie. And then Gwen shows up outside Peter B Parker's house. And you start to do the pan out and I was like, are, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I just needed to see, like, a couple of, like, pixels that were black and white. And I was like, yes, it's Spider-Man! And I, I was like, that's point, I knew. Like, we're getting a whole new to be continued. And I was... I I was just so... It made me so happy to know that they, they'd planned this all, that the two and three were fitting together.
1: Yeah, I remember... Um, it was not too long after they announced this movie... They're like, yeah, it's gonna be a two-parter. And I was like, oh, well, okay. And then the name got dropped and it was, you know, across Spider-Verse and it didn't say part one. And I was like, did they go back on that? Or like, what's what's going on here? And 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 they basically put pulled a Infinity War endgame on us. Yeah. And uh I'm here for it. Ah, uh, because like uh, it's 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 so much fun cuz you see this in comic books a lot where they uh so i i read trade paperbacks so like mm-hmm. it's like five and six issues at once uh yep. in one like book and there'll be this like behind the scenes plot like uh, the the big bad is building up as we watch the hero go through their like their right. mini plot their current Thing. And so, when you get to the end, it's it always ends with this cliffhanger of like, "Hey, but the big guy is still going," and they yeah. did that. And like, the, across the Spider Verse was one TP of the Maz Morales story, and it's just and 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 I'm just so I'm so ready. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me the resolution. I want to know.
0: I have to say, and again, for those who enjoy things in a different way than I do, that is totally fine. I'm just talking about my own experience. I think this movie, more than anything else, has made me feel so vindicated in my no trailers, no information. Because mm. I went into this knowing nothing. I knew that mm-hmm. Gwen was going to be in it, and I knew that they were going to play up the possibility of the romance. That was it. And so, like, <sighs> India Spider-Man and that whole bit of, like, awesome representation yeah. and just awesome amazingness. Um, the uh, uh, the British punk Spider-Man Miguel, all the crazy spider people, and the fact that it was going to be two movies, uh, I had no idea about. And it just – it was like every five minutes there was something new that I was like, okay, well, this is now what the movie is. And then they did yeah. something else new that I just had never expected and was totally blown away by.
1: Yeah, it's – that's the – I wish I could live that life. It's just there's so many movies that I go and watch that I end that's up fair. seeing – like in the same genre type that I end up seeing yeah. trailers for it and stuff. Like I went and saw Fast X, um, uh-huh. like three weeks ago, and it had a trailer for Across Spider Verse. Yeah. Like, damn it. Oh well. <laughs> it's fine. I, I
0: just walk. I just kind of hang out in the back of the theater and like walk to my seat when they start doing the like you should go buy popcorn thing mm-hmm. just to skip the trailers entirely. So let me just jump in with a question though, because I think one of the main things I want to talk about is like how that what of this is from comics and how does it connect. But also, just are kind of we, so are
1: we officially spoilers? Like, I don't want to like. Yeah, no, no, no. I've dropped the spoiler warnings. Okay, okay. Everything cool, cool,
0: here cool. is spoilers forward. We can spoil whatever we want. Sure. So here's one of my biggest questions for you. Again, as someone who knows the comics really well, but also just knows how all these things work. Uh, there was a little bit of this in the first movie, but especially in this, it felt very clear that they are establishing that this, that the the universes that they are going to. Like the MCU universe is one; it is all part of the same multiverse. And we saw, we saw some Sony stuff. We definitely yeah. saw, like you know, Tommy McGuire Spider-Man and Anthony yeah. Garfield Spider-Man. But then, especially the uh, Donald Glover character, because we saw <laughs> him as a live-action um, Aaron Aaron Davis yeah. in the uh, Far From Home, where he mentioned that he had a nephew. And then here we saw him as a live-action prowler, which, a just the fact that they were able to blend live-action with Ugh. animation, like,
1: thank you, Mary Poppins.
0: Yeah, yeah Mary Poppins. <laughs> thank ran, you, Roger walked, Rabbit. And Roger Rabbit ran, so
1: that this could fly. I mean,
0: but and I, I remember watching the first miles and being like, why isn't this part of the MCU? Like, in some ways, I'm glad oh. he's getting so big and overbloated, But he, here's my point. When I got to the end and it said to be continued, and then I knew we were going to get a, like, you know, Miles Morales will return in, I wondered if they were going to say some MCU product. Ooh. Like, I, Because here's my question. Now that we've established in the MCU that we're very much in multiverse land, do you think we're going to get any of the Miles Morales universe stuff happening in anything MCU puts on screen? <sighs>
1: so i I'll say I wouldn't be surprised if we do mm-hmm. first of all, second of all, um, I don't want it to i I guess if we do, the way I would do it would would be if it's in beyond and it's like a two to three minute scene of yeah. animated miles in a live action mcu new york or something because that's one thing that they've been really amazing about is keeping the animation style of the character for the universe that they're from and inserting it into the mate that universe that they're telling the story part in and it just it looks so freaking good and so having an animated miles and it's it's did you notice like um Donald Glover's character was, like, sitting down, and he was the same size as Miles. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Miles is going to be tiny if he shows up in mm. MCU, in the physical MCU. So, who knows? But I guess, yeah, I I, I don't know I, what's next. I mean, another
0: live-action connection that I hadn't realized, because I had, this is an MCU, this is uh, Sonyverse still. But that that scene in the Chinese the, the like bodega with the, or yeah. the the little grocery store the Chinese woman from from the, Venom like, the counter yeah I, I didn't know that was from Venom until I read it yeah. later so that's another well, uh, connection I need
1: truth. to see that again because they officially established what Earth that is um, yeah. in that scene it was like Earth like five three three or something like that and. Um, I I I need to watch it again so I can so I can Uh ingrain that into my mind. That was another thing, is they used the same Earth numbering system from the comics Mm -hmm. in this movie. Now, let's talk further about that.
0: Because I thought that you had said at one point that they that you were kind of annoyed that they'd established that MCU is 616, which is also a comic book universe. Right, but here they said that the MCU. I think they said it was like nine one nine
1: nine 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 nine. Yeah. So what's that about? That's the that's the Earth that got established ten years ago. Um, it got labeled the MCU universe. Got labeled as one nine 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 nine. Just I don't know why because it's not like the MCU uh, started in nineteen ninety nine or anything like that. But like to date, it's one of the it's one of the only Earths that has six numbers. Just, um, usually they'll do two, three or four digits. Cause there's right. plenty of numbers to go off of from that. Um, but yeah. It, so the it, idea it, that
0: the MCU would be another six, one, six, is that, was that just a red herring? Is that just not a that's thing That's what,
1: bu- that's what bugged. So, well, that's, hmm. uh, this is where I, uh, this is where I appreciate DC and how they do their earth numberings. Because each Earth has their own perspective, and th- from their mm-hmm. perspectives, they renumber everything. Um, and so, like, there's a comic—I uh, forget which DC movie it is—but like, they're like, "Oh, so you guys are Earth three, huh? Oh, to us, you guys are Earth eight. That's kind of cool." And like, just yeah, just that different pers- perspective. But then in the comics, in the in Marvel comics, it's just this. Omni-universal, omniversal numbering system that everyone just agrees on. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Earth-616. And across the board, we all know that's the main comic universe. Oh, I'm from Earth-1610. Everyone knows that's from the ultimate universe. And so, like, it's just this weird omniversal understanding and so when the MCU came in and it's just like, yeah, we consider you guys Earth 616, and they've said it twice now. One was a made-up story from Quentin Beck, and then another one was from Christine in Earth 838. And they're both just like, yeah, you guys are 616, that it it's a fun it's it can be looked at as a fun Easter egg from like a fan's perspective. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you are trying to put this into one giant spider verse, like what what Spider-Verse is doing, what Miles Morales is doing, then you can't do things like that. Right. <laughs> they like, I don't know. It's it's a it's a strict, non strict rule. Just Okay. Un- so, so there unwritten. we have a
0: conflict between what people in the MCU are be saying and people in the Sony but which is fine again, because it might be right. like it, it which I like your saying of that like yeah like not everyone's gonna be using the same numbering system. So like yeah. you know, who the heck knows? So let's talk about well, actually, I want you to go more on the animation, what you said, because I am really blown away with how much they use the animation to tell the stories. Ugh. And not, not, not as you said, it's the whole artistic style. Like, and he, like, let me give you an example. I'm wondering if this is from the comic books. It's subtle, so it takes a little while to notice, so that it really becomes apparent in the scene with her father. Mm-hmm. But with Gwen... The color scheme keeps changing based on the emotional character, and mm-hmm. it, like, it, it looks like like her hair changes color until you realize that it's no, it's it's like different light is being cast on her, and so like everything is like dark purples and blues when she's super sad, and then when she hugs her father and he says like force for her, um, you know, it, it becomes all sort of super light and and pastel and and amazing. It, is that something from the Spider Gwen? Co- well. I, actually, I don't know if the term "Spider Gwen" is appropriate, but is that is that from? the, it's the Gwen, name of is her spider title. Woman? It's fine. Okay. <laughs>
1: it was it was originally the name of her title, even though in in okay. University Spider Woman, um, excuse me, she has since changed her name to Ghost Spider. Okay. So the latest title she was in was called Ghost Spider, whatever. But yeah, Earth sixty five is much more um artsy artistic in uh-huh. in how they uh, portray um. The background, like, uh, yeah. Gwen herself is always, like, all of the characters are always very much their style. Mm-hmm. They don't get, like, they don't get pasteled over or anything like that in the right. comic. Um, but, like, they use lights a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, like, you know, like, I just think of, in Earth 65, it, the... The universe that Gwen is from. Uh, Matt Murdock is the head of the Hand, and yeah. um, there's all kinds of scenes where he's on a rooftop and there's like a giant neon red light shining down on like on the oh, situation. So like so he's just like pasted in red. But like as far as showing emotion and all that kind of stuff, it it doesn't usually take over the character like that. Right. Um, and, and there at least it does it looks seem good. like that.
0: They're using they're saying there's something in the environment to justify the lighting. Right. Right, Gwen right. Whereas father, this is
1: just portraying the scene and it's exactly. it's gorgeous. And it, it it really kind of separates uh her universe from Miles. Cause like when the two of them are standing together, they kind of mm-hmm. look similar as far as animation style is concerned. And mm-hmm. so when you go to 60, Earth-65 in, in Gwen's universe and having that emotional pastel that goes over everything, um, mm-hmm. it really differentiates between 65 and 1610, where the established yeah. miles is from, which is the ultimate universe. Um, but yeah, so it that's slightly new, but similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Similar, but the different.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... It, and so let's talk about Gwen herself, because I want to kind of go through some of the characters and worlds that we encounter here. The first one is very much a Miles Morales movie. And this one is still, you know, Miles Morales is, I, I think, probably the biggest character. But I, I'd be curious in his actual screen time, because certainly, like at this point, it feels like Gwen and Miles are almost co-protagonists, at least. And mm-hmm. certainly, you know, you get what, 10 minute, 15 minute cold open that is just her and her world. Uh, how did you feel about sort of how her story was played out and kind of the way they focused on her so much?
1: Um, it was it was a little surprising, but it was mm-hmm. um, I did kind of like it because it took like the right amount of time, I think. Yeah. If they glossed over it like they did in the like introduction, like mm-hmm. s- cuts that they did in, the, in into it'd be more of the same. And then it would also, um, I think, it would jump into the story too quick. Because like yeah. uh, the way they have it like this, it's kind of just like a flashback montage, but set up for uh, being able to walk into this movie without having seen into the Spider Verse. So yeah. you get an idea of the storytelling that they're going to do, and right. you get that you get into that mindset with a with a um, origin story flashback. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of, like, up, <laughs> have the like yeah. the first like ten minutes is all backstory to get you involved with oh. this character and uh, what Carl. And mm-hmm. um it kind of cements your wanting to root for Carl. And so here you want to root for Gwen, and then that plays into how, um, the the feel the feeling of betrayal that Gwen and Miles have uh, when when Gwen's like I didn't know how to tell you and you're just like ah oh, no and just ah oh, so many things
0: <laughs> they did it so well because I think like there were a couple of times and prim- primarily between those two but also a good deal between Miles and his mother where mm. I was watching two people have a conflict. And I might have had my own personal opinion on which one was right, but also knowing where both of them were coming from, I was super sympathetic to both of them. And like, I was like, oh, Miles, it so hurts. But I mean, even before that, that big reveal maybe has crossed the line, but just where a lot of like, she's trying to protect him. She doesn't want to bring him to this universe, all this stuff. Like, I know exactly where she's coming from too. I know how afraid she is about going back home where her dad wants to arrest her and like, the, the way they set that up so that I was sympathetic for both of them was just so powerfully done.
1: hmm Absolutely.
0: I also really liked that... And here, hey, look, we're getting to kind of like one of the ethical things we like talking about, but really all of this is ethical uh, in its own weird way. Uh, you know, <laughs> mostly just because, like, this movie should win every Oscar. That's the ethical combination. Um, the, Without hitting you over the head with it, just because it was like we're going everywhere this movie felt it was like look we are going to take the diversity representation idea and run with it so hard Mm. and like so we got some of gwen's backstory we've not had many women characters in 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 comic books for sure especially not in marvel connected stuff we went to spider-man india world which i want to talk about for a while because that was just incredible and a whole other thing it's barely been represented and then there were just the little things like having. I got to see a spider character in a in a wheelchair.
1: Sun Spider. And I had
0: no idea what what was that person's name.
1: Sun Spider. Sun she Spider. She just got introduced a couple, uh, last year.
0: I had no idea how hard that something like that would hit me, and it hit me so hard. And it just, you know. And then there were little things like uh, Miles had a Black Lives Matter button that he was wearing. Mm. Uh, Gwen had a it was kind of blinking, you miss it, but there was a lot of like uh pink white blue colors in her stuff and she had a trans lives matter uh flag which is going to hold people running off in different questions directions um (laughs) i i just thought the way that they were like we're not gonna hit you over the head with it we're not gonna do like a stop the movie so we can make a point but we're really gonna broaden the representation in a way that i mean miles morales was always about that obviously like the black spider-man the puerto rican spider-man how do you feel about you getting to see like so many different ideas of you know uh, who Spider-Man can be breaking out of? It's all just white guys.
1: Honestly, really excited because mm-hmm. it's <sighs> representation is everywhere in comics, but right. it so rarely jumps from the page onto the big screen, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> uh, even even in video games it doesn't happen very often um yeah. like you you started Miles Morales mhm so I wonder if
0: you're going to the thing I was going to point out but you go ahead
1: well there's like there's the there's the character who's uh deaf uh and and they sign uh Miles knows ASL and so they right. sign together and she shows up as like a side character here and there but then also like in um the terrible Marvel's Avengers game um story is amazing it's just the execution was terrible but there's there are characters in wheelchairs um that you can like walk around and talk to in the opening like training mission uh-huh. and like that shouldn't be such a novel thing to see because yeah. you i see it all the time in the comics but the fact that there's like these one or two offs in video games is a step in the right direction and then yeah. you have the spider verse where it's so easy to just have any unrepresented community and give them yeah. a spider power and throw them into the, like the fact that um Spider-Man India, Spider-up, uh, Spider-punk, Sun Spider, even even like the T-Rex Spider-Man and uh Peter Parked car who's the Spider-buggy like <laughs> just like it steps into a, a a little bit of audacity, but at the same time, like just showing again this message of anyone can be a hero, yeah. and like t- to to have them take the time to dedicate a speaking line and a cam uh, like a, a an actual cameo spotlight appearance in these movies is such a big deal, and it's so yeah. great to finally see that it doesn't have to be a statement like, Hey, we made the main character black or, you know, just like all these things. It doesn't have to be these one-off changes Mm -hmm. that, um, will anger some people because oh, you know, my character is supposed to be white, but like in the spider verse, everyone is everything. (laughs) Just let it be. There's
0: a couple of things I want to say that first, just in terms of the video game, what I thought you were going to say, what I want to point out is that, and it's a small thing, but it's very significant. And really, like listening to a lot of Latino fans of the uh, Latino Latina fans of the uh, first movie really helped me see this. That most of the time, when Spanish occurs on screen, any foreign language appears on screen, we see subtitles of the translation. Mm. And in the Spider Verse movies, Rio, her his mom, and even when he speaks Spanish back to her, it's never translated yeah because it's much more of like we're not making this to say like look this is made for non-spanish it's like no this is just the universe if you know what they're saying great if you don't and then i started playing miles morales and i realized they were translating the spanish (laughs) and it's a small thing which one more way in which the movie was pushing a little further forward the second thing that occurred to me as you were saying that was how like when you think about representation a lot of the time things will go to is people will be like, oh, well, if that's true, if you want like any kind of like superhero, why can't the superhero just be a car or be a dinosaur? <laughs> right. And the fact <laughs> that they did that, but not in a way that made it seem like, OK, we'll see this. This is showing that like Spider India and Spider Nuevo York is just a big joke. It was like, no, no, it, it works to be a dinosaur. It works to be a car. It works to be a Lego. And that's all funny. But then when you go to India, like Mumbatan, I think is the Mumbai Manhattan. Yeah. Which also to me feels very much like the same naming conventions of San Francisco. So right. <laughs> I hope there's a Big Hero Six reference somewhere in all of this. Um, but I was just so amazed by how they did that with so much like awareness that like they made it funny, mm. but then like all the stuff about India really felt to me like and I've searched for that in TikTok this morning and saw people being like, Yeah, this feels like you know what Miss Marvel felt like for our other South Asian, you know, friends. Like this really feels like amazing representation. In everything from just the character, the look, to like the jokes about chai and and like oh, here's the museum where the British stole all of our stuff. Like,
1: oh my god, that drop! <laughs> I was just like, yo, no way. <laughs> they god, were not,
0: that was so but, good. Even the thing about like, oh wait, Peter Peter B Parker, like you come to our India land to come, you know, find enlightenment, don't you? And I think the line was, it was so much laughter, it was hard to hear, but I think the line was. Don't you dare live, live, eat, live, pray, love us. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, on further so on that though, and I'm curious if you saw this the same way because again, maybe it's just referencing comic things I didn't understand. But I know that when you get those things, and we're seeing this even right now with all of the Ariel, uh, you, know, the, you know, the incredible black actress playing Ariel in the new uh, live action Little Mermaid. But also, like when Miles Morales came out going all the way back to when Donald Glover was first suggested as uh, like, do you know the whole story about Donald Glover and Miles Morales?
1: Oh, that he wanted to play.
0: He wanted yeah. to play Spider-Man yeah. and a whole bunch of people were like, no, you can't do that. And, and a writer who was like following this was like, why can't there be a black Spider-Man? And so he started writing Miles Morales. So having Donald Glover in this is so good to begin with, but also like, so you've got all these comments that are always about like no you can't do that it breaks canon you're changing canon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so to have the whole plot be,
1: the Miles basically being uh.
0: told you are wrong that you being a Spider-Man is breaking canon, and that's the thing you, I was like, once again this should be so this should feel like like I liked the new the new Ghostbusters movie quite a lot, but it. And I liked that they kind of leaned into the critique that people had about women Ghostbusters. But it felt like it was really, like, you know, lampshaded, hitting you over the head with it. Here it felt right, much more subtle. Yeah. But still, it, it, it maybe this was just me, but I, I'm wondering if you have the same. I walked away from this being, like, they very intentionally said that the whole concept of, like, representation or a black Spider-Man or all this is, like, you shouldn't have it. It breaks canon. And they very intentionally were like, okay, then well, actually, we're gonna make canon the literal enemy in
1: this. (laughs) Um, Damn, no, I didn't. So I didn't have that perspective um, as far as far as like a commentary on on canon. Um, For for me, it's it it felt like they're diving into uh, the un. Told, like reality of spider-man and the fact that like by being spider-man well in reference to like peter parker in the main universe by being spider-man peter parker always loses and Mm -hmm. the idea that being a spider means losing more than you want to um And when you have a new hero like Miles, who's only been doing it for about a year and a half now, um, he hasn't had well, he's had he had his quote unquote Uncle Ben moment with mm-hmm. Uncle Aaron dying. Um, but he hasn't had the same amount of loss and yeah. and character growth for lack of a more sensitive phrase, um as the other spiders. And right it becomes a a an opportunity to look at the strength of character of each Spider-Man by how they deal with the hardships that they've been given. Yeah. Um and that has always been a like staple of looking at of the strength of character that Peter Parker has mm-hmm. um in how he has taken his loss and still done the right thing. So yeah. um And then you get this, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, brand-new spider of just like, dude, I can save everyone. Are you kidding me? I'm really scared of what he's going to have to learn in Beyond the Spider-Verse.
0: Especially I realized they did it a second time because also bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, this is so easy, was Spider-Man India. Right. Because he hadn't had his Uncle Ben, his Gwen's father character, die yet. and. Mm I'm very curious where they're going to go with the next one because, yeah, I mean, I, I to me, the, the next one will really answer if, if I'm right about the whole idea of being that canon is the enemy here. Because you're, you're right. It may well be that, like, that the point is that, no, you have to have some kind of a loss. But to me, like, I remember conversations we've had with Paul. Where one of the reasons why Paul was kind of getting a little sick of a lot of the MCU movies was that there was always this kind of cynicism of, like, you can't save both. You have to. You're mm. going to lose someone. You have to walk away from the girl, whatever it is. And so I kind of love it if we did break that about what if mm-hmm. you don't have to have even more tragedy in your life? What if you can have a healthy romantic relationship and still be a spider person? Like, <laughs> but you're right. It, it, it's set up in a way that I like Miguel is clearly not a good character. <laughs> like, there's, you know, Bill yeah. Well, there.
1: <laughs> if you want but, to really dive into it, Peter B. Parker's whole plot line of him being like, listen, I thought I was screwed and by meeting you, I was inspired to try. And now I yeah. have now I have Mayday Parker and I've patched things up with Mary Jane. She supports me. She understands what being a spider is. And so um maybe, maybe Miles is that catalyst to the rest of the spiders. And he becomes mm-hmm. the new, you know, Miguel of leading the rest of the spiders of just like.
0: Oh, that could be so good.
1: You can, actually, win. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be very interesting, and I would love to see that. Absolutely,
0: I, that would be great. That would be great. I did love Mayday so much. Like
1: she was adorable. There's
0: so much you did in this movie that I just don't think would be possible in live action. You know? Exactly. Ah, like, uh, so
1: i just had that conversation of just like we don't need i don't part there's a part of me that doesn't want live action spider-man movies like yeah
0: no i think so <laughs> i think that's fair i think i think i like the like i i wouldn't mind if they did a bit of the roger rabbit with some like you know donald glover gets to be in this in some way mm-hmm. but in, like, yeah continue it with but it's like the roger rabbit side where it's we're all in toonville you know yeah um and like i think Now that they've shown they have that technology, I'm guessing we'll go spend at least a little time in a live action universe. That would be Um, wild.
1: I'm I'm very down for that.
0: It'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to see. And yeah, and I and I certainly wouldn't mind if, in some. In some uh, you know, MCU project of some kind, a little bit of this popped up. You know, I don't want it Mm -hmm. to be like a full like i don't want to have to go back into the mcu to finish the spider-verse i kind of love i think right now the spider-verse is the best marvel thing out there and i'm kind of glad it's not like i i still am enjoying a lot of the mcu i thought guardians was fantastic i started quantum mania after 40 minutes turned it off because i was so bored um (laughs) So like I'm I'm obviously mixed and many people are much more fans of it and if so that's awesome but
1: uh, I yeah. saw your status on it you were yeah. you were not happy with it I just, just didn't, didn't get it I it didn't I didn't was... want to set you up for failure but it's it's not it's not a mind-blowing movie at all
0: but this like I mean I still have my visual acuity problems I still don't know if I could actually get through it but I it, it this makes me want to read a comic book because it oh, just
1: that's exciting so,
0: like just that makes little me things, so happy like, Like, the blue exclamation points going across the screen as he's, like, screaming and... Yeah. So, let's focus on that, because you're the expert, and I love having you on for this. Talk to me about what parts of this are from actual comic books. Um, Oh, man. First of all, pre... Because on some hand, like, if you have a movie called Into the Spider-Verse, and then you do a comic book, that, to me, and then things from that comic book appear on screen that feels a little like okay we're already in the interconnected universe and i want to get to those things but what are things from pre like what was in the comics before this spider verse into the spider verse stuff started that we're seeing on screen here
1: okay um so oh this is this is tough because the characters that show up in this book called edge of spider verse um mm-hmm. This book came out last year. And so right. were they working with the studio to show some new spiders who are going to show up in Across Spider-Verse? I don't know. So yeah. I can't I can't just flat out say that like Peter Parked Car, Sun Spider, uh Spider T-Rex, um, and the others that were introduced in Edge of Spider-Verse came out before Across Spider-Verse. Right. They were publicated first, but who knows? Anyway, so um, <clears throat> um, Penny Parker. But they Parker. were
0: published after the first movie.
1: Yes, yes. Sure. So here's so here's one. So Spider Verse first, uh, published in 2014, way before Into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. So uh, which I'm actually going to read on um on my Twitch uh tonight, but that's people are going to miss it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so Penny Parker. Uh, in the comics, she has this, like, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion-looking uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, spider. Um, and it was very different from what we got in Into the Spider-Verse. And then, in across the Spider-Verse, in her cameo, she has that same, like, lanky... Upgraded mm-hmm. version of S it's SP slash slash DR.
0: <laughs> oh nice. Just, okay. It's just
1: splitter. Um right. But um so she's Mecha spider. So yeah, it's Mecha Spider. And so she has the comic book design now, which was which right. was fun to see. Um the numbering of all the earths, um, those are accurate to the comics. Okay. Um now not necessarily obviously but like these are definitely different stories of these earths right um like the the death of chris pines peter parker in in miles miles earth is very different um right. and the age is very different and then um earth 65 is uh, is gwen earth i think it's 50101 is um uh, Pavatier, Prabakars, uh, Spider-Man uh-huh. India. Um, those so are Spider-Man the same...
0: India that existed before. Yes, this. he was
1: introduced okay. back in the 2014 Spider Verse. Um, and now
0: was that. Pub- was that like just published in India, or is that just part of the English language? Like, no, part
1: but... main main story. Um, oh, that's awesome. Okay, introduced in 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 American comics. Um, so Spider-Man India was a. Mini series, standalone, alternate universe Spider-Man that they did, uh-huh. um, just kind of randomly, and then they, and then when they did Spider Verse, they brought him in. Same oh as goodness. like this. There's there's like si- Marvel 1602, which is you know Marvel universe reimagined in the early early 1600s. Uh, Nick Fury uh, is like the head of security for the Queen. Um,
0: oh, so is that what Renaissance era like Leonardo yeah. da Vinci vulture was from?
1: So that one, I think, I think he was from, uh, this steampunk version of, um, of Marvel where, uh, Lady Spider is, Uh um, the spider of that universe and, um, Vulture and Electro has a giant, like, (laughs) battery pack on his back, um, and uh, that universe is super, like, steam-powered, um, your typical uh-huh. steampunk idea, right. gears everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that was so much fun to see. And then you also see Lady Spider in one of the, like, pans of their main, like, hub area. Okay. She's walking around talking to one of the spiders. Um, okay. um Spectacular Spider-Man, the animated guy. Um uh-huh. He's... You know, he's from the TV show, not necessarily the comics, but um, I also just have to have to throw out there as we're talking about original things that happened. uh, Tom Holland's Uncle Ben moment is. Yes. There. And like his actual Uncle Ben. Um, but it's it's Tom Holland from the back, but it's like skinny, lanky boy, and there's three there, you know, you clearly see uh Ben uh, uh Toby McGuire and you clearly see Andrew Garfield, and there's a third live action one on the right side yeah. um on the web connected to the spectacular Spider-Man Uncle Ben moment, and you're just like ah because that's the first and, time we've seen that.
0: <laughs> and did you see that in his um room, in his dorm room at Brooklyn Visions, which I he's will say he's playing Spider-Man? He's
1: playing the Spider-Man game. I, I was and say then, he of- then and then he shows up. And then he shows up. Insomniac Spider-Man is also on Okay, oh, so one difference is uh uh Earth Zero 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 is called Mm -hmm. Loom World, and that's where the web of life and destiny was created, and that is connected to all the rest of the Earths. That's typically where the spiders use their um, base of operations. This is not the same. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because this this was running out of um, Miguel's Earth. Right. Um, Where's Nueva York. Yeah, Nueva York in... uh, 2099 Marvel 2099. um and so that was slightly different one cool thing is in the when when miles and Gwen go to meet Miguel for the first time in the background um there's like a white and red suit being like mm-hmm. made in the middle of being designed that is is Miguel O'Hara's second spider suit that he has for, like, two storylines, and then he decides he doesn't want it anymore, and so he goes back to the blue. But, like, that's nice. just a little, like, fun little homage to... So he's Alice. also
0: a character in a lot of these things?
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, Miguel O'Hara's okay. everywhere. Um, Spider-Punk, Hobie Brown, uh-huh. uh, was introduced yep. in 2014 um, in in a world that's just, like um fight the machine kind of a thing and he's like the leader of the resistance and and like they they took his personality from the comics and just ramped it up to twenty um in and the what movie. what was
0: up with his artistic style because I, I don't know the right terms I might be wrong but my, I, I it I think these are the right terms. It felt like he was 2D animation with everything else being 3D animation and his it kind of felt like that changing. Yeah. Is that kind of true to his 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 anime his the way that he's drawn in the comics.
1: Um, not really. So, in the in the comics, especially in the first version of the comics, the first like Spider Verse, um, there's not like the artistic style of that universe. They don't Mm -hmm. really do that. Um, and with the exception of like this Earth is barren and so it's going to be run down, or this Earth is radioactive and so everything is dead. But like. It's all the same artist doing everything. So they don't have these like extreme uh visuals uh like all that. And Spider Punk actually spider punk just got his own title. Um let me see. I have it. Obviously, I guess. Here it is. <sighs> so Spider-Punk Battle of the Band. And yeah, uh-huh. his his art style is sort of like that, but pre- nowhere near. I appreciate you
0: showing this up for us on radio. But yeah, only no, I I'm showing you, it. sir. We're we're on camera together. <laughs> That's, awesome. Uh, That's
1: awesome. But uh yeah, so his universe has a style now, but when uh-huh. he was cameoing in other Spider-Verse titles, um yeah. they they don't they they do not do that. Like Spider-Man Noir is um, personally black and white, but that's because he's wearing a black trench coat and like a, a leather, a, you know, black leather okay. vest and stuff. But um, he's not astounded by color and the okay. existence of it. <laughs> but that's, you know,
0: I have no problem. I have no problem with him taking that. I'm just running with it, you know? Oh, and, like, yeah. The, oh, it's the, so cool. The, one of my favorite lines from the first movie is Peter Porker asking someone like, do animals talk in this universe? Is that going to be <laughs> Right? Else? Yeah.
1: That it's, yeah. So, so much fun. I,
0: Another of the comic question. I I kind of brought this up earlier, but I'm curious if this is actually a thing. So Spider Man India exists in Mumbatan, which as I said, mm-hmm. it's a comic. It's like it, it's an alternate universe in which there's this city that's kind of a combination of Mumbai and Manhattan. Yeah. Big Hero Six occurs in something similar, San Francisco, mm-hmm. a combination of San Francisco and Tokyo. Is there any connection between those two stories and comics in terms of them both being part of the same like? alternate universe series or is that just like a, a convention that they go to every now and then and the two aren't related except that they're both in comics
1: that's just kind of their thing it's i okay. i can i don't know what earth big hero six takes place in because it is a marvel property as you're mm-hmm. alluding to um but it is i i strongly do not believe that they are the same earth as as earth 50101 right um Oh, uh, I could look it up.
0: <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm not. I don't think they're the same Earth. I just wonder if there was like like a particular run of comics where they imagined a lot of Earth cities being totally different. Oh, so I mean,
1: tips usually because like, um, basically because for some reason, ninety eight percent of the heroes in Marvel are from New York, and so if you're gonna tell an alternate universe. Uh, you're going to base it in something New York esque. Right. Uh, and so that's. Or San kinda...
0: Francisco as the Big Hero Sixes. But yeah, no, idea yeah. I mean, But then, Stanley... so it uh,
1: looks like that's new because Big Hero Six in the Marvel Comics is actually just, uh, it's in 616. So um, oh, there isn't a okay. uh, San Francisco.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So there okay, you go. That's cool. Uh, what are the things about the movie you wanted to bring up?
1: uh uh um um oh man i so okay i'm really curious um one of the <laughs> to go from the comics to jump into where i'm about to say about the movie in in the comics ghost spider uh, spider gwen spider woman she's the only hero in that universe like this her universe earth, earth 65 doesn't have superheroes and I'm curious if Earth 42, this Earth without a spider, I'm mm. curious if that's an Earth that doesn't have heroes. Because, like, in mm. into the Spider-Verse and across the universe, and across the Spider-Verse, we've only seen it from the perspective of spiders and their right. rogues gallery. There's never... There has yet to be a cameo of a non-Spider-Man character, which I don't expect there to be, honestly. But... um I'm yeah,
0: I mean, curious. The fact it, it, go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just—I'm curious if a world without Spider-Man is going to be considered a world without heroes.
0: That's and that that, that alone might be a good reason why there's not. Well, actually, hold on, bas- back up a second because I was going to say that for the most part you're right, and that might be a good reason why to keep all of these things out of the MCU type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did mention Doctor Strange. So Doctor yes. Strange. So. So, yeah, maybe there's this idea that like 616, because certainly all the Spider people seem to act like, yeah, there's no Captain America, there's no Avengers, there's no X Men. Mm -hmm. It's just Spider people as the only superheroes out there.
1: MCU seems to be the only Spider who has an Avengers in Doctor Strange so far. Right. Yeah. Because Toby and Andrew are like, what are the Avengers?
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. So yeah, I I I wonder if that's the idea—is that six one six is the completely weird world. Now mm-hmm. again, this breaks what Wandavision established, or or uh, Doctor Strange the multiverse established. But again, it's because we're two different studios, and this is fine. Right. But yeah, exactly. certainly all of these spiders seem to come from a perspective of this is the only kind of superhero that's out there. So that'd be an interesting like world bending.
1: Um, talking about size and perspective. Um, so I got a little like meh but also kind of excited when they showed the multiverse right the mm-hmm. the like the like str- the blight light blue strand root branch representation of the multiverse that we have seen in like loki and right. um all these other things and so he's just like this is reality or whatever and then he goes and this is the web of life and destiny, and it's like 85 times that size, and it goes around all of the multiverse, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, spiders are cool.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this, because and this maybe can be our last kind of big question, but here's the ethical question. If we take for granted what Miguel certainly seems to understand, and thus Gwen certainly seems to understand while she's still working with him. Oh, actually, no, let me back up a second. Okay, so I've got a big ethical question, but first one more comic book question because we've talked about Hobie, <laughs> we've talked about Miguel, we've talked about India Spider-Man. Uh, what about Motorcycle Spider Woman? Is she a thing?
1: Oh um, no, I forget her name. Okay. So yeah, Jessica Drew. So Jessica Drew, thank you. Her costume design and her being pregnant are both pulled from uh, a Spider Spider Woman solo title from a few years ago in Six One Six. Okay. Uh and six one six Jessica Drew is a white woman brunette. Um
0: oh, interesting. Okay and,
1: and uh she actually gets a donor for her uh pregnancy. Um and so there's like two volumes about ten issues where she is pregnant and trying to um do what she can to not get involved in superhero fights, but always gets pulled into superhero fights. Um but so but changing her into a uh a black woman an african-american woman uh, riding a motorcycle that that's new and that's totally fine
0: <laughs> yeah no it was awesome i totally loved it i loved her character um
1: oh but then also I, giving her the organic webbing from her fingertips that oh, has yeah, been done uh silk has that in 616 uh, okay. Silk is a, the second person to be bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. It's a whole comic books, so Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, so uh, but she's the only other spider I've uh-huh. seen in recent memory that shoots the webs those from her fingertips mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like wrist.
0: Yep. I, I will say the one other thing that I really want to see at some point in these movies, and I wonder if it's uh, happened in the books yet. Because, uh, again, as you said, they're pushing the representation so hard. Mm-hmm. It's some kind of conversation where, you know, Miles is meeting people and it's like, oh, yeah, this is a Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Woman. This is a Spider-Woman. This is a Spider-Man. And there's one person who's like, I'm just a Spider-Person. Like, <laughs> that little non-binary <laughs> Spider-Representation, you know?
1: <laughs> that would be really cool. No, we haven't had that yet. We've had Spiders Man, who is uh-huh. um, thousands of spiders in hive consciousness. But we oh, have not had Spider-Person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, all right. So here, here, let's an ethical podcast. Let's hit us with a real ethical question. Sure. Is Miguel right? If, if Miles going back will cause the entire breakdown of his world and possibly of all of reality, is Miguel wrong to just physically stop him?
1: If, then no but I do not believe he's right. I don't, I don't okay. believe that his assumption is correct. Not necessarily right in the, from an ethical perspective, but I don't think right. that his because he's upset that Miles took the place of Chris Pine Peter Parker. Right. Uh because he became a Spider-Man and so the world corrected itself in having only one spider per universe. So the que- but but Octavia and um, – oh, what is his first name? Jonathan Owen, who turns into Spot. They pulled a spider from a different universe and brought it over here, which right. removed the canon event for Earth-42, but created a new canon event for 1610. Right. What I don't understand and what what Miguel should be thinking about – is that Earth 42 still exists a year and a half later? Mm. Why is Earth 42 still around if it lost its spider cannon event? As we've oh, already established, right. okay. Okay. that immediately after they saved um, Peter uh, uh, Poveteer's uncle, the giant hole, the universal hole, dimensional hole, started showing up and started falling apart. Mm. Earth 42 is still around. So, we have an Earth without a spider that that lost its spider, its, its canon event, unless 42 was always supposed to give its spider to 1610. Right. Why is that universe still around? So, um, and along those lines, I don't understand why Miguel hanging out in the universe where the that universe's miguel passed away i don't understand why that universe had to fall apart if he broke his right. his own canon but he didn't die so there's there's cool? those are some of the questions that i have going into the next yeah. one but i i if if the pre- if miguel's perspective is correct then i believe that he is acting correctly yeah. But I do not think that his perspective is right.
0: and here's the thing. I, I just wish the character some of the char- one of the characters had pointed that out in some way because mm-hmm. and here's where I know I'm going to go against the what always happens in Marvel movies, because among other things, this is my I think Nick Fury at the end of Avengers is wrong. Often what'll happen is someone will say from all of the evidence. You cannot do both of these things. And so we have to understand that letting one person die or the small group die in order to save this much larger group in this dire, dire circumstance is the right choice. Mm -hmm. And um, like, again, that can become utilitarianism and that can become we're going to actively kill this group to save this much larger group. You got to be super careful of it. I'm not saying it's always oppressive, but I'm open to the idea that that is sometimes the thing. And what always comes up in – not always, but what often comes up in these movies is our hero saying, I know you think I can't do it. And I'll be honest, I don't have any idea how I'm going to do it, but I have hope that I can do it. And so you should trust me, and your trust in my hope should allow you to put at risk this humongous (laughs) number of people. yeah, Mm -hmm. And, like, if you have very little – I haven't watched Avengers in a long time, and so, but, but I'm just using that as a, a general example. If you have no evidence to believe that anything except nuking New York will prevent the destruction of the entire world, as horrible as it is, I think I lean towards nuking New York mm. as a New Yorker who loves that city more than anything in the world. Um, like Stan Lee, Stan Lee, and Jack Kirby. If I wrote, if I lived in New York City all my life, of course I would write that everything happens in New York because. As I said, in keeping the faith, I think anyone who isn't living in New York is, in some extent, kidding. Um, <laughs> but – and here even more so – and again, maybe that's what they're showing us is that like – like I appreciated that they never full-on made Miguel villainous. They didn't make him like Mohaha uh-huh. evil. I I think what they were showing is kind of like with him and, him and Gwen – from Miguel's perspective, if we were in Miguel's shoes, we'd probably make the choice he does. If we're in Miles's shoes, we'd probably make the choice he does. Uh-huh. And I, to me, that's really good storytelling, is that they're kind of in that ethical, like, yeah, we're not saying... what I think the audience is supposed to probably sympathize with Miles, and we're rooting for Miles. But it's not so far to... We don't obviously know that Miguel is wrong. So actually, maybe as I said that, maybe it's better that we don't have it pointed out. Um, I think I just talked myself out of my original opinion there. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: No, but I mean just like putting yourself in Gwen's shoes in mm-hmm. uh in Moonbatten of just like hey Gwen by the way a canon event's about to happen. And she's like okay. Like I accept this impending loss of a fellow spider's family member. <laughs> this is this is the way. <laughs> yeah. And her trying to stop Miles. It's just like if she knows it's going to happen like You'd think, as a hero, you're going to try to stop that. Right. Um, well, and so, I yeah, sur- no, canon events are interesting.
0: I certainly got the sense that she didn't have the full picture of it until towards the end. Because or else it probably would have occurred to her that her cop father was also slated for death. She,
1: she I, to I, really it, so- I got the impression she accepted that.
0: Mm, okay. Like, I,
1: she that was part of bringing her in, of just, like, all captain family members... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Especially all Captain Stacy's are going to die. Earth in yeah. Earth sixty five, Captain Stacy's still alive in in the comics. Mm. He's still around. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean it. It's kind of one of those. Is I think fatalist Gwen Stacy has accepted that that's going yeah, to be her bad. reality. Um, and I think part of it is because she looks up to Jessica Drew so much. And Uh Jessica told her that it has to be like this.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right, my last question for you, and this is going to tie into uh, a big thing you do in another part of your life that you can tell people about, but we'll start with a question. As someone who has a Twitch stream specifically about Legos, how did
1: you feel about going to Lego (laughs) Spider-Verse? That was so cool. That was so unexpected. And that's, I mean, so much of this movie is unexpected, but that was so much fun. And the fact that he's already in um in the in the team and he's got his little watch and the like my one like oh man was that they didn't use the daily bugle uh lego set that would have been a perfect like placement but i think it's because two things one the lego set was probably too small for what they wanted to do like as far Mm -hmm. as like footprint but then also um i don't think the Daily Bugle Lego set has a bathroom for Pete to go and hide in and reach out to Miguel. <laughs> oh yeah, so. that would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> but I bet they 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 probably had that conversation. There's no way that a a um uh, that these story writers who think about as much as they have did not consider. Yeah. The David Beagle Lego set, but that was ah, oh, that was so much fun. I love that they did that and that they kept Spot's original animation. Um, and mm-hmm. and and they do that across the entire freaking movie, yeah. but like even just something as as 40 seconds in a Lego stop motion uh mm-hmm. universe, they still had animated Spot uh being just like, uh, this isn't right. Uh, I'll be uh, okay, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> just, yeah.
0: So much it, fun. It, it was, yeah. And just like, I mean, we didn't even talk about like the black girl avatar. We didn't talk about like the, the, AI oh, Spider Bite. Have. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's also, oh,
1: there's also, you know, what we didn't get is we didn't get Spider Ma'am, who is Aunt May with the spider powers.
0: Oh my God. Okay. See, this is why I'm so mad that the movie's not out online yet, because I want to go watch it like 10 more times and slow it down. <laughs> and, like right now people are doing stuff of the trailers, but I really can't wait for like TikTok once it's online and people are just mm-hmm. doing like frame by frame YouTubes and TikToks and all that. Well, speaking of Legos, well, it's been awesome having you on. If people want to hear more about you, I'll uh, talk to them about where they can hear you talk about Legos and even more importantly, where they can hear you talk about Marvel Comics
1: absolutely so um twitch.tv slash silver dreamer silver with a y uh during the week i build lego and building block sets um actually this coming week i'll be building a giant lego or giant building block uh bumblebee it's like a foot and a half tall it's gonna be super fun um
0: an actual bumblebee or the transformer bumblebee
1: transformers bumblebee okay Uh, Yeah, in his robot form. He does not transform. (laughs) Uh, A Lego
0: (laughs) foot and a half tall bumblebee insect would be terrifying, and I would love it.
1: It would absolutely be terrifying. There are some that are a few inches big, but um, I Uh haven't bought one yet. Um, uh, And then on Sundays, I also read Marvel Comics. It's against TOS, but I'm too small to be caught. So, um, (laughs) So I do read Marvel Comics on stream, and I try to choose the comic that has... The most to do with something going on in the movies or whatever. So we just recently did Secret Invasion. Up next, we're doing Spider-Verse. I don't know what we're going to do next. (laughs) Uh, But that's been a lot of fun. Uh, So follow me on Twitch there. Um, My other big thing is that I have a podcast called Hype is My Superpower. Me and my buddy Steve, we both read – way too many comics uh and we talk about it um yeah uh i stream the recording on twitch as well so if you find me there uh you will see us go live on uh, sunday afternoons um and uh we're going to be talking about um axe judgment day which is something that we are reaching out to you and paul uh yes. for having a guest on on our pod and that's gonna be super fun
0: yeah i've been a guest on their pod a bunch i listened to their pod a bunch I, I think if you love comic books, it's really good. But also for me, as someone who doesn't, like I said, I just, it's just hard for my brain to wrap myself around that v- media. I have such a good experience listening to your podcast. If you explain the, the comics and then talk about them in ways that even though I haven't read it, I feel like I can totally follow along. So check Thank out you. both of those things. We'll have a link to both of those in the show notes. And of course, this is a, an Ethical Panda podcast. You can find this podcast and uh, Star Wars Universe podcast, my other one. Both of them at TheEthicalPanda.com. You can also find them wherever uh, you can find podcasts. Most importantly, though, we want to know what you think. Uh, send us your feedback. We, what do you think of this movie? Uh, do you love it? Uh, if if some reason you didn't like it, we'd love to hear that too. Though I'd be, you gotta make a good case because I'm gonna be kind of surprised. <laughs> everyone gets to have their tastes. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear all the feedback. Uh, so all of that is on TheEthicalPanda.com and it's also on the show notes. So I'm about myself, Will. Thank you all so much. Uh, It's been a crazy week, so there's not going to be a Patreon content, which I apologize for, but we'll get back to that soon. (gasps) Thank you all so much, and have a great day.
1: Bye.